Beyond the Numbers with Mark Bellows and Katie McConnell, Wednesday at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hello, and welcome to the Impact Hour. Very glad that you've joined us today. I am Rena. I'm John. And today's show is about leadership. Now, just in case I say the word leadership and you're thinking, eh, I don't know, that's really not me, this show is definitely for you because we are going to expand your thinking and your understanding about what leadership is so that you can see yourself as a leader type person. Even if you're thinking, leadership, run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that was certainly my experience. I, I, I specifically recall a conversation that John and I had some years ago. It's probably been at least five or six years. And John was telling me, well, you're a leader. And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. And, and it was fascinating. It, it was actually a, a good amount of work for me to see why I was deliberately not seeing myself as a leader, I was so afraid of making mistakes. And I thought that leaders couldn't make mistakes. So I mentally blocked that out as an option because I know that I, I will make mistakes. And um, come to find out that leaders do make mistakes and they learn along the way just like everybody else. But it's just an opportunity to have more of a positive impact and to be a person of influence. And this is why we wanted to address the topic today is to include more people, include you in seeing yourself as the kind of person who can take action and make more of a positive impact. So leadership is much broader than most people think. So people think, oh, my boss, that, that person's a leader. You know, my pastor's a leader. You know, different people in different positions. But leadership is way broader than just those kinds of things. And you can lead from the front. You can lead from the back. And Wait, you don't have to be in the front of the room to be a leader? Cause you do not. Okay. You might need to go into that a little it's bit crazy, more. crazy, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Because that's a totally different view. Because don't we, in general, see leaders as the person who's in the front, the person who's got the mic, the person who's calling the shots at the head of the board room table or whatever, right? Yes. So it doesn't have to be that. What's that's ironic exciting. is oftentimes those folks are not leaders they're managers Ooh, that's very that's interesting different okay yeah we'll go into that we'll today dive into it yes we will so just to give you a reference on what leadership is leadership is kind of in in the flow in the flux between influence and initiative okay so sometimes taking initiative by itself is leadership but oftentimes we would think of it as influence involving others. We'll talk a little bit about that later on as to why well, we might look at it that way. So it's, but it's, it's affecting some kind of change. It's affecting change. Outside of ourselves, involving other people. Or maybe in ourselves. Ooh, self-leadership. Yes. Oh, that's juicy. Yes. So initiative is certainly a really big, important component of it. Without initiative, nobody's being led. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no leader in going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yep. So why don't you talk a little bit about the experiences you've had with leaders and leadership in the past, Rena? Well, we wanted to address this because some of you, like me, may have had experiences with leaders that kind of turned you off to the idea of being a leader. Now, I know that, um, for example, we had uh, an experience we were serving in a church and we got this interesting because the congregation wanted a pastor who took more initiative. And um, we had a new pastor came in who was very much into taking initiative. It's exactly what they wanted. But I know for me as a volunteer, it was a little <clears throat> shocking. Um, I felt kind of stomped on and, and pushed around <laughs> and um, not valued. Right. And so that doesn't have to be the only way to lead 
by just telling people what to do. So if you've experienced that, know that that's not how you have to be to be a leader. So being controlling is a great way to turn people off. Another way for people that people might be turned off by leaders is somebody who's unkind. So they say words that are extremely harsh. They're not aware of how they're affecting people. And that's a really big turnoff. It certainly is for me. <clears throat> Seeing people as objects. So you don't want people to feel like it's a chessboard and they're chess pieces and the leader's just moving them around. Okay, these are, these are people who have not only feelings, but they have valuable contributions to make. And that's going to be really important. If somebody's being treated like an object, they, they're probably not going to be very excited to follow. If a boss, for example, a leader takes credit for something, or th this can happen easily in a, in, a, in a team environment where someone takes credit for somebody else's work, that's going to be a really big turnoff. Somebody being bossy, criticizing people's work, got to be very delicate with the criticism that we give. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably a topic that I want to put on our list is giving feedback in a way that people can hear. Yeah. And if you don't do that carefully, it's, it can be a real big turnoff. Leaders who don't listen is tremendously frustrating. I don't want to follow somebody who won't even listen to me. Also, bosses or other leaders who play favorites, because what that does is that gives the message to the person who's not the favorite that they're not as valuable. And just being manipulative. Again, that's kind of like the chess pieces, but there's a, there's a lot of different ways to be manipulative. And those are all ways to really turn people off from really not wanting to follow you. Yeah. Some of some of that behavior even comes from leadership advice. You know, oh, if you give people what they want, then they'll they'll do what you want for you. And then the thought process is, well, how do I get this person to do what I want? That's awesome. So there's books on being manipulative as a leader? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, not cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we want to talk a little bit about some myths around leadership. Rena talked about a few of them, but we kind of wanted to dive in some more here and uh, – Remember, really, the point is for you to know what good leadership is and how you can see yourself as the kind of person to step in and have more of a positive impact, more of a positive influence in people's lives. Yeah, there probably is some place in your life where others are, are hoping, wanting you to step into your leadership. And, and may may be consciously aware of that, or maybe they're not, but they're missing out on leadership if you don't take leadership. So some examples uh, of, of leadership, in a way, is we had one of our early webinars, and uh, it went pretty <laughs> sideways <laughs> on us. The technology went extremely sideways. Yeah, so it got to where I could get into the screen sharing platform, but Rena couldn't, and it was Rena's day to present. And we were in different states. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, John was in a different location than I was. Yes. Yes. Presenting the material together. <laughs> yes. And uh, it wasn't working. And we were spending time trying to get Rena connected in. And finally, I had her on the cell phone, on the speaker phone. And I was talking to her. And like, how do you try this? And how about you try that? And finally, someone speaks up and says, hey, you know, I can hear her over the phone through the computer. And that was taking leadership. That was just speaking up. I love the as idea. A form of leadership. I love the idea of an individual just speaking up is a form of leadership. That is totally expanding the possibilities of what leadership is. Because how many times in our lives do we have something to say that would really be beneficial and we hold back? Right. That's where we're not stepping into our leadership. Right. Yeah, and people aren't benefiting. That's right. So this is this is our gig. We know you've got what it takes to really have a positive impact on people. So we're wanting you to step into that more. When you have that inner sense, you're like, oh, I really should say something. I encourage you to honor it. Yes. That's something I'm really working on for myself is recognizing. It's like I need to say something. Oh, okay, no, I really, I do need to say it. Right. Yeah, and we always encourage people to say things in a way that are hearable. So just jumping in and 
you know, calling names and you shouldn't do this and (laughs) yada, yada, that. That's not very good. (laughs) Right. So be of service to people and speak up and share in a constructive way. Speak the truth in love. Yes. Yes. So let's go through some myths. Some of these myths I've heard people say. Um, The first one is that leaders are born. Like you're born a leader, you are one or you are not one. And that is so not true. You don't come out of the womb a leader? (laughs) (laughs) Anybody can grow into being a leader. It's not for certain people. I'm sure some people naturally gravitate towards that uh, easier than others for a lot of different reasons. But uh, leaders can uh, can be made. You can learn to be a leader and you can get awesome at leadership. And all leaders good, who are good leaders have had leadership training and have learned to do that really well. And I think we'll be diving into it later, but it looks different for different people. Yeah. So you don't have to look or be or do a certain way to be a leader. That's right. So this is awesome stuff. I, I know that we need to head into a break. So I want to encourage you all, if you have questions or comments, experiences you want to share around leadership, you can call us live at 866 576 1055. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Live life on purpose. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We are talking today about leadership, and you probably are one and may not know it. So we were just before the break, we're talking about myths that people believe about leadership. We're sort of doing a, a short mythbuster type activity here. <laughs> Busting them myths. <laughs> yep. Second myth is that leaders can't make mistakes, and that is so not true. Well, it's interesting, isn't it interesting, how condemning our culture is when we see a leader make a mistake. So Mm. if we've grown up around, and I think it, I don't know if that's true, it just seems more intense now than it used to be. Maybe it's the Internet and social media and, and things like that, but people are really out there with the criticism. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's scary. Yeah. yeah. Right? Sure, understandably that you know, who wants to be criticized. And I think it's a great leader who can say, "You know what? Well, that didn't go the way I expected, but this is what I learned from it and this is what we're going to do going forward from here." Yeah. Now that, let's now let's try this. That's exciting. <laughs> that would be better, yeah. Instead of denying it or lying about it or covering it up or blaming somebody else. It's like, yeah, just realize mistakes come with the territory. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So another myth is that leaders tell people what to do. That is probably one of the lowest forms of leadership, and that usually comes with what is called positional leadership. That person is a leader because of the position they're in, and if that person were to step out of that role or that position, nobody would follow them. Hmm. So that means that they're not inherently exhibiting leadership qualities, and they feel like they just need to tell people what to do. Is that kind of more what managing is? Yeah. Is that what you would call managing? It's called. That's more like managing, yes. Which is managing, being a manager is a form of leadership, but how they take it on can look pretty different. It can, yeah. So, so they can, I know we're going to talk about painting the vision and bringing people along, or they could tell people what to do. So it could look really different. It can, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, managers oftentimes are not leaders, but they can be. So okay. it's, it's not like 
you know, just because you're in a manager role, oh, you're not a leader. That's not true. It just depends, a, depends how you fill the role. That's an opportunity. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Next myth is that leaders know how to get there. So that is not true. So Not always true. Not I mean, always I guess true. Sometimes you can sometimes. be. Sometimes. But, well, uh, and wouldn't you say that the journey often, um, you can just see the next few steps that are ahead of you. Right. You can't always know the entire path and how it's going to go and left here, right there. It's it, it unfolds as you go along. Right. And they're figuring it out along the way just like anybody else. Right. And the leader might not even know what the next steps are. They just know where we want to go. Mm. So it was President Kennedy, I believe, who made us a big announcement how we're going to the moon within the decade. He had no clue how we were going to do that, but he knew some people who would know how to do that. And he just said, we, we're aiming for this. This is what we're doing because this is important. We're doing it. And and nobody really knew how we were going to do that. But it was just a bold declaration. Because after the declaration, then you start doing the work and, and it starts becoming clear. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you don't have to know how to get there first. You could just say, hey, I'd like to see it like this. This is what I think would be really awesome who wants to join me in making this? Mm-hmm. And and who knows what the next steps are? And that's taking leadership and doesn't even have to know how to get there. Do you mind sharing your experience around that? Just because I think it's really great. Yeah. So so we were at a at a group, one of those uh, you know learning personal development kind of groups, and uh, they were talking about leadership and leadership this and and uh, they had this exercise and. I didn't know what the exercise was to begin with, but I had had the thought ahead of time that I, I wanted to lead the group in the next exercise. I wanted to step into that role. Nobody was assigned leadership. So it was just whoever stepped up seemed to get that position, and I wanted to experience that. So the goal, the object of this was to get everybody in the group over a, was a 20-foot wall, 15-foot uh, wall? Pretty tall. Very we tall. We had to get everybody over the wall. <laughs> and so this is the goal. It's like, okay, go. And I'm like... Uh, I don't even know how to do this. And while I'm sitting there going, I don't know how to do this, some guy jumps up and says, hey, who's done this before? Who knows how to get over the wall? And I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> you could have done that. We didn't think of I it. I could have done that. Right. I didn't have to know how to get over the wall to jump up. That's a powerful learning. Yeah. That you learned you don't know how, you don't have to know how to still assist people in getting something done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Next myth we've talked about earlier is that leaders are the people in the front. And if you've ever been in a meeting somewhere and there's something that's posed to the group and the person in the front and everyone in the room turns their head and looks at this other person who's sitting in the back. That guy in the back is the leader. Interesting. Everybody's looking to that person for direction and that person in the front is not the leader even though they might be in that role. Right. In that scenario. Cool. So that's kind of similar to what we were talking about just a little bit ago around speaking up, speaking your truth. When you have an observation to share, you don't need to be the person in the front of the room to share that. Although it, it's it's slightly different. It's kind of in addition right. to what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if you have an aversion to being the front of the room, it is an opportunity to take that on. And at the same time, you don't have to be the person leading the show to really have some influence yeah, and respect of people and make a significant contribution. You can go in and say, hey, we've been doing this and this, and that's great, and I see there's a hole right over here, and if you don't mind, I'd like to take on this thing over here. Yeah. And you don't have to be the primary leader in the group, but that's certainly taking leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next myth is that leaders must make all the decisions. That's a heavy burden. Woo, that oh, just felt heavy. <laughs> I was a project lead at work once, and uh, I didn't, it was one of my earlier first experiences being a project lead, and I didn't know. So I'm, you know, setting up the project plan, and here's this, and here's this, and who wants to do this, and who'd like to do that, and everybody's set to go, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, go. And then, uh, all day long, people are popping into my office. Hey, what about this? And hey, about this other thing? And here, I got this thing I just ran into. What should you do for this? And I was inundated all day long making little decisions about things. Okay. And I didn't need to make all those decisions. Those people could make those decisions just fine. 
Right. In fact, if I was smart, I'd say, well, what do you want to do? What do you think you should be done here? Why don't you go do that? It just took a while, a while to figure that out, After right? a while, they would go, oh, okay, I don't need to go ask him for everything. Nice. Well, the leader doesn't have to make all the decisions. They just need to point the right direction. Well, it's nice because it's it's really valuing their contribution, trusting their ability to have some good judgment that they're qualified to do that kind of work, yeah. that you don't have to micromanage them because that's, that's a form of micromanaging that's really just kind of insulting and a put-off to people. Well, it is, but I wasn't even asking for that. <laughs> No, you you assumed it. Well, that's that's an excellent observation, right? How many people step into leadership assuming they need to decide and work out everything? Right. How many people are holding themselves back from stepping into a position of leadership because they don't want to be the person who has to make all the decisions? Right. Come to find out you don't have to. You, you learned by experience. That's really valuable. Yep. Valuable lesson. Yeah. And the, the last myth in our series here is that there is only one leader. And there are often many leaders. There might be a primary leader, but you can certainly lead other things in that capacity and that, you know, sub role or whatever. And um, just because there is a leader doesn't mean that that position is filled and there's no room for any more leadership. So if you see something like you mentioned before and you can step in and say, hey, it looks like there's something missing over here and I'd like to, to take this on if you don't mind, that would be a way of stepping into leadership even though you're not the designated leader for mm-hmm. the whole thing. That's exciting. Yeah. Exciting for opening up possibilities for people. And I said it before, but I, I just really want to reiterate because it's something I'm really working on for myself is when I have a sense inside myself that I need to say or do something, to not ignore it. I, I'm just, obviously, one can you can guess, I, I've learned from the regrets of where I'm like, oh, dude, I really wanted to say something about that. That was an opportunity. Yeah. I, I really could have helped change how that went. I could have created a better experience for people, a better outcome. And I said, and I did nothing. And so I just I just want to encourage you, just because I'm, I'm on this journey, come along with me. When you have a sense that you should say or do something, honor that. Yeah. Find a way to share it responsibly. That's important so that people can hear it and say it. Yeah. Because what you have to offer is valuable. Yeah. Kind of along those lines, I think we were talking earlier about uh, some things are thought of as kind of initiative and leadership, but aren't so good forms of it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about like the Facebook thing. Oh, you and I were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Where, yeah. where people feel like they're out there making a big difference, you know, impacting people's lives. They're posting on Facebook and the posts are inflammatory mm-hmm. and they're accusatory and they're criticizing and complaining complaining and all of this stuff and it's it's actually not helping people aren't changing their minds it's not creating an open dialogue for a good exchange of ideas it's it's not providing a solution yeah. Right. It's it's perpetuating negativity. So this is this is a higher calling that we have for you guys to consider before you hit share. Like if you're sharing somebody else's post or news article or whatever, are you helping to solve that problem? Or because sometimes I feel we feel like I think a false sense of we're making a positive impact by like just clicking share. Oh, we're raising awareness. I'm raising awareness. You're raising awareness on 20 different things, but not changing anything, or even just on one thing. What can you do to start creating some positive change? Why don't you include steps that people can take? If you want them to write to their Congress people, or you want them to change their own behavior yeah that's really something to look at instead or, of just complaining yeah or show up on tuesday because we're starting a group to solve this thing or <laughs> right something on. like that yeah take action yeah <laughs> yeah awesome this is a great conversation about leadership if you'd like to call in and share your own experiences and learnings and and questions and comments you can call us at 866-576-1055 stay tuned you're listening to the impact hour Hi, I'm Jody Stevens. You know, being overweight contributes to multiple medical problems like heart disease, diabetes, increased cancer risk, 
high cholesterol, blood pressure, and more. The unique weight loss program at Tenure Medical Weight Loss and Nutrition Center is an easy-to-follow three-phase program. The team of health coaches, nutritionist, dietitian, and exercise specialists support you through the lifestyle changes you need to be successful. They will progress you through Phase 1, Weight Loss and Exercise Plan, Phase 2, Transition to Healthy Food Choices, and Phase 3, Maintenance and Long-Term Support. That's the phase I'm in. I lost over 60 pounds in 2011 and have kept the weight off Thanks to this amazing program. Not only am I in the best shape of my life, most importantly, I'm healthy. You've only got one life. Make it a healthy one. Join me and call Tenure Medical Weight Loss and Nutrition Center in Rockland on Five Star Boulevard, 916-624-3500. 624-3500. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime this year? Something that goes beyond mundane. It's not a vacation. It's an opportunity you won't soon forget. A timely and important expedition to the land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel tour happening this fall. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on a nine-day trip to Israel that will offer you first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and security dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Get a behind-the-scenes view into many of the places you've read and heard about all during Jerusalem's 50th year anniversary. The Western Wall, Modern Tel Aviv, the Dead Sea, and much more with expert guides and important lectures at key sites surrounded in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. Look forward to something special this year. Stand with Israel. For trip details, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Kitty here again for Lexus of Sacramento. You know, when you combine a true passion for helping others with a proven record of can-do, you pretty much capture the spirit of Lexus of Sacramento. Let's face it, some dealerships are just more dedicated than others because they go above and beyond in every way possible. And that's exactly what you'll find when you visit their gorgeous showroom at 2600 Fulton Avenue. So go beyond expectations. Go to Lexus of Sacramento. 2600 Fulton Avenue, online at LexusofSacramento.com. At Lucia Capital Group, we believe there are three critical steps that should precede making any investment decision. Education, advice, and planning. Education. Learn about available options and expand your understanding of investment products. Advice. Get guidance from experienced financial planning professionals who you feel understand your specific needs. Planning. Choose a strategy that consistently supports your investment decisions. Where can you go for financial guidance? Lucia Capital Group invites you to build your wealth education at WealthEd.com. WealthEd.com features live and on-demand video programming featuring Lucia Capital Group advisors who will help educate you about investing, give guidance based on years of experience in the financial services industry, and help you build a strategic plan that integrates your investments. WealthEd.com, the site dedicated to wealth education. WealthEd.com, securities offered through Lucia Securities, LLC, member SIPC and a subsidiary of Lucia Capital Group, a registered investment advisor. All investments are subject to risk, including loss of principal. Arizona Leather, America's choice for custom-made leather furniture and fabrics, is now 27 stores strong nationwide. Always American-made in our California factory. Arizona Leather offers exclusive lifetime warranties on hardwood frames, steel springs, workmanship, all fills, seams, and zippers. Plus, their complimentary in-home design. In Roseville, corner of Eureka and Sunrise. Arizona Leather, made in America by Americans. We're not called the leather experts for nothing. We're called the leather experts for everything. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. 
Live life on purpose. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We are talking today about leadership. We've been talking about some of the cruddy experiences we've had with bad leadership, and we've talked about some of the myths around leadership. And now we want to talk about kind of some four essential things you need to know about leadership. So we've read lots of things about leadership, experienced leadership, experienced uh, you know various forms of leadership in different areas. We wanted to share kind of our experience of what leadership is. Also wanted to let you know before we dive in here that if you would like to listen to past recordings, you can subscribe to the Impact Hour podcast. You can take us with you on the road or where you go, running or walking or wherever, and you can listen to how many episodes we have now, like 48 48 coming up almost on our anniversary here. I know. It's been almost a year at the end of this month. Yeah. Wow. So you can go on to the impacthour.com and there are instructions there for how to connect to your favorite podcast player and be able to get our show into your your device and take us with you. Cool. So the first thing you need to know about leadership has to do with a mindset. If you've not been a leader for a very long time, it's really a significant shift in the way you see people and see your situation. And the difference is looking at it as a we world versus a me world. So with a me world, it's I need to get there. But if you take a leadership mindset, it's we all need to get there together. How are we all going to get there versus just how am I going to get there? Part of that is seeing yourself as a leader. It's just seeing that, hey, maybe maybe that's a role that needs to be stepped into by you and not somebody else to fill in. You know, I can relate to that. There's been plenty of times where I held back just figuring somebody else would deal with it. Yeah. It's easy to do. Yeah, we, we grow up that way. We have parents who step in and just do things, and it's easy to kind of continue that pattern as we go to work in different different environments where other people are designated the leader and we just wait for somebody to lead. Yeah. And we don't even think, well, maybe maybe we could lead. <laughs> well, that's that's the opportunity is to start thinking and identifying those ways where you can step in. Yeah. So a couple examples uh, might be, you know, it's too cold in the office. A person not thinking about others might go to just change the temperature. Oh, I'm too cold. And then change the temperature versus a, a leader type of mentality would be, hey, how's everybody else doing here? Is the temperature too cold for everyone, or is it just me? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I just need to put on a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, it's kind of like the joke. Two guys are they're being chased by a bear out in the woods, and they're running, and the bear's still coming, and they're running some more, and the bear's still coming. And after a while, they're getting pretty tired, and that bear's still chasing him. And one guy says to the other, I don't think we're going to outrun this bear. And the other guy says, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you. Oh, that's definitely not a we type of mentality. It's not getting there together. <laughs> Certainly not getting there together. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah. 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 So other examples might be like uh, in a marriage, you're married. Is there one of you leading the marriage? Or are you both just reacting to the other? Well, and isn't that interesting because even when you've got two people who are peers and you've got somebody leading, that doesn't have to be that the other is in a subservient position. That's a key point, yes. Yeah, because that that's not going to go off good. I mean, unless that's your arrangement, and that's totally cool. But if, if you're coming in as peers, there's going to need to be some mutual respect and, and working together, but that doesn't mean just hanging back and letting stuff happen either. Right. Right, and that comes that touches on the myth we talked about before that the leader doesn't just tell people what to do right. necessarily. I mean, yeah. it, sometimes it requires that, but sure. in a marriage, if one partner is just telling the other what to do, that doesn't go over very good. But if you're saying, "Hey, in our marriage, I'd like it to look like this. I want to create a marriage that has these qualities in it. What do you think? Let's make that together." That's taking leadership. And this is what I I intend to do <clears throat> to start moving toward that. Yeah, that that's the real initiative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the big deal here is, am I getting there, or are we thinking about how are we all getting there together? Mm-hmm. So the first one is a mindset of thinking about we versus me. Mm-hmm. Second thing that you need to know about leadership is it's really about taking initiative. And I think you wanted to talk a little bit about this, Rena. Initiative for me 
has to do a lot with recognizing what's going on with other people and that there's a need there that is unmet or a potential where something could be better and something's not being done. For me, it's really identifying what's going on with them and and what can I do about it. And when when I fail to do that, I think it's I'm I'm not living compassionately. It's like I see that there's that need, but I'm going to choose to ignore it and hope maybe somebody else takes care of it. What's real easy to do is to say, oh, hey, that's not my responsibility. Or even worse, sit back and laugh at them as they're <laughs> floundering around. <laughs> All right, that's really not my style, but I suppose that's an option. Yeah, I wouldn't say that'd be your option, but yeah, I think some folks do that. Sure, there's there's a there's a range of things where we're <clears throat> basically just kind of saying, you know, that's not my problem. Right. And what I want to encourage you to do is to have compassion for people, see what's going on with them, see what you can do to improve that whether it's the direction of a company or the culture of your family or what's how the dynamic is going in a friendship or maybe in a volunteer opportunity uh, that you're working in. There's a lot of opportunities for you to have that positive impact. And it's really kind of seeing what's going on with other people and responding to that need. And recognize this this may be challenging, but when we do not honor that call inside of ourselves to step up, say, or do something, there's a cost to it. So that's a positive impact that we could be having and we're not having. <coughs> and in that sense, very real sense, we're contributing to that person's experience, whoever it is that we're seeing that we could help and we're not. Right. So I... I know that that's challenging, but I know that this audience is into looking at the hard stuff or you wouldn't be listening. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, really be honest with yourself. What's your impact? What are you allowing to continue on that's not beneficial for you and for the people around you? Even just start with your family and the relationships that are closest to you. And initiative and leadership could be like, You know, I've been saying things um, that are really harsh to my teenager. Okay, that's easy to do. (laughs) (laughs) We we might do that without meaning it, but once we recognize it, then that's our opportunity to learn to modify it and shift it. Even changing our own behavior in a relationship is a form of leadership. It will change the dynamic of the relationship which could be yet another show topic, is is how we're being and how other people are going to respond and how we can shift, change how we're showing up and how people are experiencing us, and that will change the dynamic in our relationship. So once you know that you're having a tremendous amount of influence on the people around you by the way you're showing up, by the things that you're saying, by the things that you're not saying and the things that you're not doing are all having an effect and out of love and kindness for the other people, I'm calling you up to step up and do your best in those situations to really help other folks out. Another aspect to this taking initiative is learning to lead yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's a big step for some of you, and it's been true for me, is to learn to lead ourselves first before we can be in a position to lead others well. Is that related to the term self-mastery? Yeah, is, it's is related it to that. Different? Yeah, it's about taking initiative in your own life, and it does, it's just you and yourself. And maybe it's about taking care of your health or just, you know, your own personal mastery and, you know, working through childhood issues when you were growing up and being responsible for the things you do in your life. That's all going to take some initiative. Right. And... It's so easy to just take the path of least resistance and to just go with the flow. That's easy, but that's not leading yourself. Well, and isn't it an excellent place to start? Because having a person step into leadership where they're influencing other people where they haven't been leading their own selves, that sounds kind of messy to me. 
Yeah, that can show up very messy. Yeah. <laughs> it can. Because you know? we need yeah. to have awareness and we need to have self-control and we need to be working on ourselves in order to be maximum benefit to other people. Yeah. So if, like, say, if I've been leading myself and I've been setting goals and I know how what it takes to set goals and what obstacles come up, then I can be there when I lead others, when those right. things come up for them. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. We certainly learn from our own experience and um, people can relate to the struggles yeah. that we have as we learn from our own experience. Yeah. So some more specifics around this. Uh, it can be around knowledge and skills in your own personal development, your personal mastery. So, you know, they say that so many people haven't read a book since high school. I don't know if the percentages that are quoted often are true or not, but I think it's it's common for people to say, oh, I'm I'm done learning. So they don't read another book. Dude, I went to a Boston concert. This was like a couple of years ago. And the lead singer, no joke, was bragging about how he hadn't read a book since high school. <laughs> and I like shuddered. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh. oh, that's not appealing to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that also involves, you know, taking care of your health, of your emotional state, you know, your mental hygiene, learning discipline, all of those. So we need to go to a break. We will be right back. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Live life on purpose. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. I commend you all for listening to this show and increasing your opportunities to be a person of influence, have more positive impact by seeing your potential for more leadership because we already know that you've got it going on and got what it takes. So I'm very excited that you're here taking it in for yourself and seeing how you can have more of it. We have a caller with us, so I welcome you to the show, Samantha. Hello. Hi. What you got going Hi. on, hon? Well, I've been, I've been listening to your radio show today, and um, it's uh, kind of funny, though, because when I call in, the... What I'm listening to is ahead or behind what's actually on my radio, so it's like that's accurate. There's probably about a seven second delay, so okay. No, it's a little confusing, so, but thank you for hanging in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a little confusing. So anyway, um, I I just went for a job interview yesterday that could possibly put me in a leadership position. Hmm. Okay. And, yeah, and I'm really excited. You know. Um, and and to be transparent to all your all your listeners, like you always are, we've been friends for a really long time. And yeah, around about thirty really years. Well. <laughs> oh yeah, thirty plus. So congratulations on the job interview, by the way. Thank you. Um, and they've asked me to come back next week to meet with the owner, um, and you know, an interview, have a second interview with the owner. And so as I'm listening to you guys talk about leadership. Um, I'm just really anxious and nervous because I would be a co-manager, and that would put me in a leadership position, which I've never been in before. But I, as I listen to you guys, I'm like, yeah, I got that, I got that, I got that. Like, I, like that's all natural for me. Yes. Um, well, that's that's beautiful, and and, and I want to acknowledge that it it is a lot of things that would come naturally for you. Um, knowing you specifically, the compassion, for example, knowing what's going on with people is a tremendous benefit as a leader. And 
I want to acknowledge that it's new that that you're not normally in the front of the room, so to speak, you know, in the official position of leader. So that you're a little anxious and nervous about it makes a lot of sense to me, and it's totally okay. So yeah, I'm having a lot of fear come up about that. Sure, sure. And I've always been the the right hand woman or second in command, and I'm comfortable there. And and I I, I still would be, but the, how the interview went last, you know, yesterday, I would. If they don't if they don't like the the, the hierarchy of like most companies, they want right. a team. They want a team thing. But still, somebody has to be in charge or there's chaos, right? I mean, sure. There has to be, even like, you know, when you're doing group things, there has to be a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what exactly is is the anxiety from? Have you found that yet? Um, being looked upon as a leader or, you know, and like... Um, I don't know. It's kind of like doing a double take and looking behind myself and going, "Why are you guys looking at me?" <laughs> <laughs> so, what what about that makes you nervous? I, I just, for example, we shared a little bit toward the beginning of the show around um, what if I make a mistake? What will people think of me? Are people going to criticize me? Um, yeah, you know, I came I came on like ten minutes. Oh, that's okay. Uh, totally. Yeah, cool. so that's probably it. Yeah. That I can totally relate. That was totally my experience. And yeah. if I can get, relieve your burden a little bit, well, we had talked about, well, mistakes are par for the course. And okay. if you can be transparent and, and say, you know, gee, um, I haven't done this before, but this looks right to me. Or if you make a mistake to say, um, wow, that didn't go the way I expected. Um, but this is what I learned <laughs> from that. And this is what I think. And honestly, what I've found is that people really appreciate when I share vulnerably um, about how imperfect I am. I think it because they can relate. If I'm all present myself as being perfect, um, like way up there and stuff, they, nobody can relate to that. So people want to be able to relate because it affirms themselves. Right. So. And, I, and I think that's one thing that I really like about this, this place and this organization and part of what drew me to their to apply for it in the first place because of their their communication model and everything that I've heard and um, you know they, they use NBC nonviolent communication um, and they encourage um, you know forward thinking and continual learning and you know being able to, to have those challenging conversations. So Yeah. So, so they're already kind of into the personal development, and they're not going to expect you to be perfect. Right. Nice. And, and as I'm talking to you, I'm calming down. Good. And the thing is, you know, I haven't, I haven't met the owner yet, right? Okay. And so there's still this, does she really walk her talk? Mm-hmm. You know? Can I so. suggest that you go ahead and assume that she does and that she's one of the coolest people you'll ever meet? Just, just do yourself okay. that favor because you'll feel so much better going into the interview. I mean, if you're surprised, okay. But she's probably got it going on to have an organization where people are already looking for this kind of stuff. So, and I think That's it'll, awesome. it'll, it'll resolve some of the anxiety. Well, Samantha, you're doing awesome work. We're going to need to wrap up the call, but I want to commend you for acknowledging the anxiety, seeing where it's coming from because, you know, you can feel it and let it be. And, you know, as much as you can drop the story and i encourage you to just do a little bit of writing about how awesome you are and how you've got it going on in this different perspective on leadership well thanks for you guys this time i appreciate their show today about leadership it's really helpful cool we appreciate you calling in thanks a lot okay bye-bye bye-bye Okay, that was just totally fun, <laughs> and I would love for folks to call in more often. So yeah. just so you know, we'll take good care of you. Cool. So, John, do you want to talk a little bit about painting the vision? Sure. Um, there's there's actually two more topics, and uh, the next one we've kind of uh, not talked about too much yet. We'll talk would touch you, on each of rather? them a little bit. Okay, because so, I, can, I can totally do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about being the kind of leader that people want to follow. You need to have some good emotional intelligence. So 
not flying off the handle, being able to acknowledge your own feelings and and manage those and kind of know what's going on in front of other people are going to be highly beneficial. I encourage you to know your impact. See how what you're saying and doing is actually landing for the people. It's very important. I encourage you to value people's contributions through your words and through your actions. What you're doing is that conveying to them how much you value them, who they are, and what they're bringing to the table. And if you ever have the opportunity, I highly encourage you to praise people up in front of other people. Do totally, People totally dig on that. And kind of like I mentioned to Samantha, be confident but real. Be vulnerable with people. You don't have to be perfect. You will make mistakes. And one final thought is to be open to possibilities. In fact, we have a radio show called The Burrito Principle. It's episode number 23, and that's a great way to be a leader and see possibilities and options. Yep. So the fourth essential thing on leadership is as a leader, you should cast a vision and invite others to join you. So we talked earlier about the leader doesn't have to be the one who tells everyone what to do. You can just say, hey, this is where I think we should be going. This is the project I'd like us to complete. This is what I see the future looking like. Who wants to join me in that? Neat. And it's in- invitational. People go, yeah, that sounds awesome. I want to be a part of that. And you here's what I can get, do. You want them to get excited, right, and to engage in it. And they get excited about it. It's not and fun dragging people along. <laughs> you can even do that as a manager. Hey, we got this project, and here's what I see for the project. And, you know, who wants to jump in and do this part or that part and and be a part of it? And people can get they can be, it becomes their vision too, and, and then they, everybody's working together on the same vision. That's awesome. When they can really see themselves in the contribution that they can make because of who they are, and you can point that out, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. That invites so people in. An essential skill then is to be able to paint the picture well, to really describe the vision that you see, rather than, hey, I got some work to do. You want to work? So you know. that's gonna you're gonna have to get clear on it for yourself first, right? Yeah. So I think that's a total worthwhile use of time. Get clear on what it looks like, so that you can then share it with other people. Yeah, share it in a way where they can they can see themselves in it and, yeah. and see that they can be a part of it. That's awesome. That's great stuff. So today we talked about leadership, and there are four essential items to leadership. Just kind of wrapping up here. The first one is uh, seeing it as a we. We all get there versus just I get there. We versus me. The second one is taking initiative, which includes leading yourself first. The third one is being the leader people want to follow. And the fourth one is casting a vision and inviting people to join you. That's awesome. You guys totally have what it takes to rock it out. Thanks for listening to the Impact Hour. This is Rob Warner with Guild Mortgage Company. Here's an important mortgage tip for you. Did you know homebuyer down payment assistance programs are not reserved only for first-time homebuyers? If you have owned a home previously and are looking to get back in the market, there may be options for you, too. Find out more at 916-932-0265. That's 916-932-0265. Or find me at robwarnerhomeloans.com. NMLS number 825102, Guild Mortgage Company, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3274, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime this year? Something that goes beyond mundane. It's not a vacation. It's an opportunity you won't soon forget. A timely and important expedition to the land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel.